It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota and Dawkin Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, what am I talking about? It's the rising cost of living. It's on everybody's tongue. It's a conversation all over the place. And we are all noticing it. If we go shopping uh, for the weekly shop, even daily, you go to fill your car, you get your electricity bill in. It is getting tighter all over the time and uh, the government announcing measures of course to alleviate some of the pressures on people but today as we speak it's immense and I begin the show today with a good friend of ours she's joined us on a number of occasions on late lunch she's a wonderful wonderful woman because for years she's been helping people through her Meath food bank and I'm delighted to say hello again to Ashling Lowe hello Ashling Terry, how's things? Very, very good. You're always chirpy, no matter what the circumstances are. It's just in your nature, I know. But look at this is uh, the reality on the ground, and you're seeing it every single day. Tell me, you know, first of all, uh, for personally, the, the ESB situation, you pay as you go yourself, don't you? I do, Terry. Yeah, I pay as I go um, myself on, on my ESB meter, and by God, if I notice the increase, there's a huge jump. So I can imagine, I can imagine how families, I can imagine how families are feeling, you know, at, at the minute with the increase. I'm feeling it myself, you know, and, and a lot of the ordinary working Joes will be feeling it too, do you know? Yeah, are you in a windy area there, just you're coming and going a little? Are you, can I, you... How am I now? Am I okay? Yeah, you're okay there. We were just getting a little bit of interference there. So look, you you do this yourself, and I'd say a lot of the people you help as well are in the same boat as well. You you you. I see you quoted a figure there. What's the jump like? Can you give us a feel for how much you know what value or much extra electricity is costing you? Oh my God! Well, I can tell you there. Three days ago, I put seventy euros on my on my own meter. And I looked at it there yesterday when I was chatting to Louise and there was 38 something left on it. So like, I mean, that's a huge, a huge jump. It, it, I, I used to get away with maybe 30, 30 euros on mm. my meter a week, mm. you know. Mm. So you do feel it like, it, it. you know, it reminds you, it tells you how many days you have left to top off and yeah. All that type of thing. And, of course, it's the same with the gas as well, Jerry. you know. And mm. this is why I'm so busy with my food bank as well, do you know? Now, when you so, go shopping for the food bank and you are a, a lady and your people who like to get the best value that you can in terms of yeah. feeding people, what's the what's the change you're seeing there? Can you give a, give us figures as well, for example? Say, for example, uh, you spent, you know, can I take the figure of €500 Euro, uh, yeah. today, today in terms of what it would cost you? What would that have cost you, say, six or 12 months ago? Um, well, I'd say a couple of months ago, well, I looked at receipts there the other day after doing the shop because I nearly passed out peacefully. I couldn't believe that um, I, you know, I, I would usually get, for what I spent, I would usually get maybe two to three trolleys worth of food. Okay. And I only got maybe one and a half at the minimum. But, you know, I was buying a lot of baby items as well, so... And they have increased too. There's no doubt about it. The baby items have increased big time. 
you know. So in other words, the, um, the volume speaks uh, for itself because three trolleys, uh, only a matter of weeks or months ago, and you're saying today a trolley and a half maybe. Trolley and a half maybe at the most. But mm. it's just, you know, if you have 20 items and there might be 10, 20 or 30 cents added on to each item that you're buying, by the end of your shop, like that's the extra five euros, say. So... I mean, it all adds up, Jerry. Yeah. Now you've you know, helped. You, you, that extra five euro could yep. have went to to pay something else. Yes, of course. Listen, every you know? every euro, the cents make euros. Every euro is important to people. You've yeah. helped. Look over the, your time. What nearly three and a half, four thousand people ha- have. You know, you've been able to assist in your time with the food bank. Is this since you started up? Would you say this is the most trying time ever for you? Very much so, yeah. Mm. Now it was it was difficult through lockdown yes. because nobody was working. Yeah. So I, I found it very hard then and then of course with the panic buying and everything, you were going into the shop and sure your vouchers were useless the people were donating to you because there was no food on the shelves to buy. Mm. So you know, so there was that I had to get through that hurdle and now this is another hurdle that I have to get through, do you know? Yeah. And like that, yeah. We're like, I mean, it's over, over twenty, at least over thirty people a week now. You know. Yeah, that you at have least, to at least. Yes, that you have to assist because if you don't assist, they won't have food. It's as simple as that. Now, you you're meeting these people uh, on a daily basis. I've heard things like that people are actually uh, not switching on lights, not putting on heating for themselves, going to bed early. Is that a fact of life for people now? Yeah, especially the elderly people. They're just living in fear. And I don't think anybody should be too too poor to live. Hmm. Nobody should be too poor to live. That's a really powerful statement and, and a true statement and, and one we, 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 we really have to listen to and, and put right in the country. What, what do you feel as being someone who's on the coalface? What needs to be done? What, what, what assistance? What would be the biggest assistance? Um, the, biggest, the biggest ask, I suppose, would be for the likes of baby milk and nappies and school lunches would be the main thing but more often than not Jerry it's um it's um elderly people you know cuz like i mean they they and god loves them like they do they nearly give you a shopping list on the phone because they don't want to take from anybody else that may need it yes so those type you know, of those type of type of items is what would be of great assistance to you in the food bank if people donated well yeah, we like I mean, we take anything really, all non-perishable foods, okay. any any type of foods whatsoever, you know, and um, non-perishable and baby items, absolutely, always welcome, you know. But, and, um, and on the other hand, what about you know? We're hearing that the government um, are, are bringing in a support package, uh, and um, you know, w- w- there's details of it are, are emerging. You know, four hundred million they're saying, which includes more than two hundred million set aside for the uh, electricity credit. So four hundred million, but it includes that two hundred million for the ESP. So it leaves them with two hundred million to try and help out. Where would that be best spent, do you feel, by government? You know that we had the row over the electricity. Not everybody, and let's call a spade a spade here, not everybody needs the €100. Euro. You know this. I don't have to remind right. you of this, Ashley. Yeah. But you're dealing yeah. with people who desperately need it and could do it more. Where would that €200 million be best spent? If you had the say tomorrow and you're the minister and you have the decision-making, oh, what God, would... Oh, God, don't put that responsibility <laughs> on my shoulder. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. But what would you do? Have you any thoughts? Have you thought about that? Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, what, why has everything gone up so high is the question I'd be asking. Hmm. And... How come people we could manage before every you know before everything happened lockdown etc we were able to just about manage on, yeah. on, on what we had and now all of a sudden all these big hikes and prices why should they be giving us money off of bills that we were manageable before how come they can't become manageable again and um, I think 
giving people money like that off ESC when the ESC was always kind of manageable for everybody and now all of a sudden to fling that money at people. Mm. I think it's I think it's ridiculous and I think the government should be looking more into the electric companies and the gas companies who are hiking the people's bills up this high. So you know let it be with VAT and tax and whatever the case may be. The money can be spent in other areas, Jerry, and you and I know it. Mm. You know, mm. that that money could be spent in other areas. Like, I mean, we have the worst homeless crisis that has ever been seen. We have people that are dying in doorways in Dublin City, you know, and maybe a few in our own that we haven't heard about, mm. you know. But, like, I mean, there, the money is not, as I said, it's, it's, it's trickle-down economics. So what you're saying basically is what needs to be tackled here quite clearly. You want the government to go to the utility companies and 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 take it from there, rather than the government throwing money at this. Throwing money because because it's not going to make the problem go away. Okay. The problem will still be there, Jerry, and people will still struggle with their ESV and their gas. Mm. The companies will say, and just to say on their behalf, that their their costs have gone up. You know because of factors in the world you know we have Brexit we have the tensions in Europe where the gas comes from yeah. uh, you know all the pandemic all this type of thing and, and they're obviously going to say this as well you know you've got to talk about food production as well food prices up up yeah. up as you're saying as well but yeah. you feel the government needs to go back to the producers the suppliers etc uh, yeah and tackle it tackle it from, from where it all began because it's unfair. It's unfair on the people. I mean, people are just on their basic living wage, their minimum mm. wage, mm. if they're lucky. If yeah. they're lucky to have a minimum wage. Our cost of living now is not meeting the minimum wage. I mean, at least, you know, my, I have a brother who lives in Switzerland and his wages are very high, but it meets his cost of living because the cost of living over there is very high. But yeah. our cost of living now has gone high and our, our wages are not there to meet that cost of living. Mm. Um, look, I hear the point you're making. In a practical sense, you have to continue doing what you're doing, trying to help those most in need, uh, getting yeah. food out to people on the ground. How can people support you? Just remind us again, if people are listening oh, they- today and they'd like to support the Mead Food Bank, how? Well, we're we're a registered charity now, Jerry. So that's great. So anybody who'd like to support us can um, contact the Mead Food Bank page on Facebook, or if they'd like to pop into Clonard House on Friday and donate a bag of non-perishable food, it's most welcome. Great stuff. And, you know, you'll be doing a real good turn if you do that. That is for sure. So, look, yeah. at it, 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 just hang on those words you said. You know, we, we talked during the pandemic, you and I, on a number of occasions, and it was tough. And you're saying today, even though we're hopefully moving away from the pandemic bit by bit, that this is the toughest time. And those words mean, and they have power coming from you to say that, working practically on the coal face. Look, I wish you well, Ashling, and I hope you get all the support and you can continue to help those who are desperately in need. You're a great woman. Thank you for joining me. Thanks very much, Sherry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. That's Ashling Lowe there, Mead Food Bank organiser. You hear what she's saying. Uh, have you anything to say? Are you feeling the pinch yourself? What's your thoughts on the electricity? 100 euro, um, the government's package today, 200 million. How does it get down to those most in need on the ground? That's the thing about it. Ashley's making that point there. How it trickles down? How do people actually benefit from it? Uh, soon and that's what's needed it's it's today and tomorrow it's needed not down the road to be honest and I want to say about that electricity it's look it's a, it's a nice gesture 100 euro but honest to God there are lots of people in this country don't need that 100 euro and I put my cards on the table I don't need that 100 euro honestly I'll be honest with you I don't need it and I don't want it to be honest I'd rather it go to somebody else who really needs it or more to people who need it than to myself. Honest to God, that's the way I feel about it. And, a, you know, a general giveaway to everybody. Christ almighty, we have more millionaires now in the country than we've had than we ever had. And they have ESP accounts and electricity accounts. Why should they get it? They shouldn't, really. There has to be some other way of doing this. 
Have you any thoughts on this or how are you feeling today listening to us? Don't mean to depress you <laughs> starting out on late lunch today, but it is the reality, this pinch and this squeeze, and many are feeling it, that's for sure. We'll be talking more uh, along these lines on the show as we move along this afternoon because Frugal Mama is joining me, Chloe Simmons. She knows how to stretch your euros. Yes, she does, and she'll be telling us. Stay with us on your late lunch. Hi, Jerry. I just think, listening to you, that people today have a sense of entitlement that there wasn't around years ago. Um, you got nothing. Uh, my mother had 10 children and she got nothing and we just did without, says a listener today. Thank you for that comment. Jerry. people could quit smoking. Then they'd have more money for food, says Anne. And I suppose we could give up the drink and that as well. You know, you could cut back on those things that are termed as luxuries. If you're hooked to the ciggies, well, it's not as easy as you think giving them up. I know that, Anne. But you're, you make a good point there. Um, another one coming to us uh, from Maria, who's in trim this afternoon. When is the 100 euro coming, Jerry? I could do with it. Uh, at the moment it would be a huge help to me and and you and many others uh, as well Maria that is uh, for sure the squeeze oh the squeeze is relentless at the moment and the price is just going up I never saw them coming down do you ever see prices falling back Louise I I don't think they ever do they just keep pushing onwards and upwards or they'll stabilise yeah maybe some some of them might dip a little but Mm. no but fuel and that you know you'd often see at the pumps you know never come come back a little bit of that but the barrels could go down the price yes they'd never see it it ever feeds no. through to, to the pumps to be honest with you there's no doubt about that uh, on the food theme uh, I see you have a little crow to pick with the boss at Tesco uh, Miss Walsh well I just noticed the boss at Tesco was um, came on the media media and you know gave a little tip that you should put the bread in the fridge mm. and it would keep longer I think if you put bread in the fridge does it not harden the bread really do you put bread in your fridge no Never have. in the freezer, but I wouldn't. I don't even it. like bread from the freezer. I have something against bread from the freezer. I don't ever freeze bread. I just think it's not the same when it comes out of the Would freezer. Would you freeze milk? No. I'd freeze milk and bread. No, never, never, never. But I suppose you can. It's just I'm old-fashioned in that regard. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't think it tastes the same, the bread especially. But keeping it in the fridge, you probably keep your bread cooler, you know, and it mightn't go off as fast. I don't and know. I think it would it harden quicker, though. I don't know. I, I think it would. So, yeah, that's what I'd... Uh, I, I'd say now I do keep my eggs in the fridge I have to admit that do you? Uh, eggs never in the no, fridge no the Out, yes, yeah I think they're, they're fine outside uh, you, you, people do store them in the fridge but I think they're they're all right at room temperature to be honest with you so they are Mr Tesco our Louise is not happy with you she doesn't agree with it. it'd be cold <laughs> the bread would be cold coming out of the fridge already if you were toasting it I suppose but you'd have to leave it out a bit you know that you wouldn't be eating freezing cold bread either to be honest but I've never maybe people do store their bread in the fridge do you? do you store your bread in the fridge I, have a, I got a little cupboard made when I was getting the kitchen made specifically for bread really Yes, a cupboard that the bread goes into. Yeah, and the toaster's underneath it and the bickies are above it. Bickies above, bread, toaster. (laughs) All in a line. Just don't put the bickies in the toaster. (laughs) (laughs) No, that'd be a little little problem, all right. My gas and electricity has doubled almost. When the children are away, I don't put on the heating. I sit with a coat on. Sometimes I even go without food to feed them. It's really hard. Isn't that sad? To, to understand that there's somebody and there's, they're not alone I'm sure that person out there that they got to do that to make ends meet it's terrible it really is terrible when you read thank you for your comment I appreciate it I, re- I really really do and it continues to highlight the situation that we're in Catherine has a suggestion for the 100 euro electricity grant we're all going to get you hear there in the news that it may go to 200 she says for people who don't need it Jerry. Wouldn't it be a good idea to set up a fund that you could donate it to and help children who are awaiting operations like those who are badly in need of surgery for scoliosis? And that has been in the news at at this time as well about children who are waiting and need operations. I like that suggestion, Catherine. I really do. Pat's been on to say to our Louise, bread in the fridge. That's where I store it all the time, Jerry. It does last longer. And it doesn't go hard. So there you know now. You know now the fridge is an option. Louise is going to give it a go and report back to us. Thank you, Pat. And we take your word on it. We do indeed. Thanks indeed for getting in touch with us on the show. Another one there says, I'm a pensioner. I don't get the fuel allowance because my daughter lives with me. And it's based on what she's earning. But I 
Don't get Oaid, says a listener. Thank you indeed. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number. 0419832000 if you want to call in. We're staying on the theme of the squeeze on everybody at the moment and we want to try and help you. And we're thinking, who could give us a steer or two to save a euro here, a euro there that would make all the difference? I've spoken to her on late lunch previously. She's a woman who had a huge debt herself in her life, paid it off. I think it was last December. She's become debt free. And a great story it is. She's known now as the frugal mama, Chloe Simmons. Welcome back to late lunch. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you for taking our call on the show. Well, look, you know what we've been talking about on the show uh, today so far. And uh, I don't have to remind you either. You are uh, doing your shopping each week. You have to pay your bills as well. Are there means and ways of actually, you know, still living reasonably, heating yourself, heating your home and getting by with less money and things costing more, Chloe? Uh, yeah, there definitely is, and there's simple enough things to do. Now, um, simple things like making a shopping list and sticking to it, not just leaving it at home. Um, sorry, I'm just... No, take your time. The, the list. Let's start with the list because that is a very good point to make because if we don't have the list, and I suppose ahead of the list, don't you need to know what you have at home in your cupboards, in the fridge, wherever? That's it, exactly. So the first thing you would need to do is check what you have and make sure that you're using up all the fresh things. None of it's going in the bin. And then make a meal plan around those things. So if you already have pretty much everything you need for pasta, Mm. and all you need is the pasta sauce, put the pasta sauce on the list and forget about everything else. So don't throw the extra packet of spaghetti into your trolley or two. You don't need to do that. Not unless, not unless you have a, a reason for doing yes. it. Maybe you plan on having pasta two days that week or something. Yeah. But other than that, you should be shopping your presses and your fridge and your freezer first because that food is already paid for, so it's the cheapest food you will ever buy. Yes. Then, then make your meal plan around that, and then your shopping list. But don't do me on it and forget the shopping list at home. Mm. Very important. Uh, go on. Go ahead. Um, so I was thinking things like shopping the reduced section is a great way to save money. Um, the, every shop changes, uh, their times vary depending on their own setup. But there's a reduced section in pretty much all of the shops and it'll have fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, fresh meat. And most of the time there's not a thing wrong with them, mm. just that they're short dated. So if you were to pick those things up, and prepare them at home safely and follow all the safe food guidelines. Um, It's a way to cut the cost of your shopping. Um, Another way to do it is to cut out the amount of meat. I'm not saying give up meat entirely, but you can bulk out a lot of meals with beans and pulses and other sources of protein. Or if you chose to, you could go meat-free a few days. using your freezer like a pantry. Your freezer is one of the most hard-working pieces of equipment in the home because you can batch cook your food ahead of time and reduce the amount of electricity you're using. Mm. If you're putting the oven on for a lasagna, there's no reason why you can't double the amount of lasagna and put one away for another day. Good tip. Yeah, it'll help avoid... Wasting electricity, but as well as that, you know when you'd be hungry or you'd be hard-pressed for time or that, and you're just like, mm, I need something quick and I need something easy, and nine times out of ten, you're going to end up in the chipper. Well, if you have something nice and filling and hearty at home, there's no reason to end up in the chipper. Good, because you won't then be spending on a takeaway meal that you've already prepared, you've saved on the electricity, it's good, it's nutritious, nutritious you've made it yourself. So there's a there's win-win-win there, do you know what I mean, from several points of view. Yeah, yeah. And another one is to never, ever shop when you're hungry. If you <laughs> shop when you're hungry, you are going to pick up the sugary processed foods that cost an awful lot more. Convenience foods cost more than simple basic ingredients. So it's usually cheaper to cook from scratch. It's not easy to cook from well if you've got if you've put in the effort and and learn it's easy to cook from scratch. But in the beginning, it's hard. And um, so, are you saying have a good feed before you go to the supermarket? 
a light feed because if you go in too full, <laughs> okay. you'll be too sleepy and you won't want to pick anything up. You'll be like, get me out of here. I want to go to bed. <laughs> so, so look, at it's in between. Not Don't pig out in it. Don't uh, go on the not eat side. Get it somewhere in the middle and you're in a far better frame of mind. And this is proven, isn't it? This is proven. I don't know if it's proven, but it's from it's my own fact. point of view. You should never, ever shop when you're okay. hungry. It's okay, well, bad. look, at, you've done it and, and, and you've proven the point for yourself. Just to come back to one thing you said there uh, about, uh, you know, uh, going to that. And, and I see it. You're right. They're everywhere. That reduced section. If you get home, what you said to me there was prepare it. You know, there's usually buy dates, use buy or whatever on them. Get cracking with it, cook it. Could you freeze it as well if there's a day to go on something? Can you pop it in the freezer and take it out later? Absolutely. You, If you have raw meat and you freeze it safely and follow all the guidelines, mm. you can freeze it, defrost it, cook it. Yeah. And then if you need to, if you have cooked too much and you're going to end up with leftovers that you can't possibly eat, you can refreeze it safely. Okay. Once it's cooked. Once it's cooked, but never ever... Never ever cook it, freeze it, and then cook it and freeze it again. You, yes. you need to be changing the state of the food. Yeah, thanks. No, that's a very important point to make. And um, what about? The, and I know you want to talk about more there. Let me throw something at you. What about the three for one offers and stuff like that? Are you a fan of those? Ah, okay. So yesterday, um, actually it was two days ago, I was out of a fairy detergent and I asked my followers to, you know, tell me if they'd seen it on offer anywhere. And I was bombarded with all these lovely messages telling me where the offers were and what they thought was the best offer. And I was overwhelmed by it. So um, yesterday evening, I broke it down into price per unit and I was under the misguided impression that... Family size is usually the cheapest. And it turned out that the 24 capsules for €4 euro was by far and large the cheapest way to go. It was about $0.05 cents a wash cheaper. Um, so three for two, unless you're going to use the things, unless you know that you're going to use them up and that it, you've been keeping a rough idea on the prices, they're usually just a gimmick. Yeah. And you know you see it as well, uh, Chloe, uh, uh, the, the washing powder and things like that and jarred and tea bags and stuff like that, fine. But you know, come back to what you mentioned there a moment ago, fruit and fresh produce and things like that. You generally find, and I know you say, freeze them, get cracking with them, but an awful lot of that goes into the bin, doesn't it? Because people, yogurts, for example, you know, uh, three for two or whatever, you'll never get through them. Yogurt is one you can freeze. Um so if you're if you're after buying reduced fresh fruit or vegetables, or if you have fresh fruit and vegetables that are starting to look a little bit wilted or starting to turn, mm. the easiest thing is to prepare them and turn them into a soup or turn them into a curry, turn them into a stew, anything to avoid them going into the bin. Yeah. Anything you can do to avoid them going into the bin. And if you know you're not going to eat it, stick it in the freezer. Mm. The freezer should work as a pantry. It should be part of your arsenal to keep the costs down. Are you someone, and uh, you know, it depends on your circumstances. There are people who just do the weekly shop and they get everything and that's it for the week. Other people like myself, I do weekly, but I'd hop in once or twice during the week to get bits and pieces. What do you think is the best way? Now, other people can shop every day and just buy what they need. What's your thoughts on those different aspects to shopping? It's a personality thing. I know that if I go into the shop more than once, I will buy sweets. I will buy a fizzy drink. I will buy something that I absolutely did not need. Or I know another girl and she can go in every single day. She has her blinkers on. She goes, she gets what she needs. She gets out and she keeps her shopping to the bare minimum. Mm. I believe her budget is 350 for five people. And she's well below that because she can put the blinkers on and not get swayed by the offers and, you know, the shiny signs and all this. Whereas I can't do it. I can only go in once a week or else I get sidetracked by all the lovely things. Yes. Are you talking 350 a week there for five people? 350 a month. A month? Wow. A month. Wow. Now, because uh, I was just thinking that, Jesus, it's a week. That'd be a, a, an expensive job. So 350 a month for five people and she's able to work within that. She's well able to work within it. She's a, a genius when it comes to all these sorts of things. So let me ask you this then, as 
uh, uh, someone who lives in the, the biggest town in Ireland here, Drogheda, with, with a, a wide selection of stores from, you know, Lidl, Aldi, Dunn stores, Tesco, huge Tesco, you name it as well. Um, are you someone, a fan of shopping with one of them and staying with them? Or are you someone who says that, well, you should each week be doing your research and moving around and buying different things in different stores? I was one of those people that was 100% dedicated to one particular shop and I would have given my last last cent to them until I realised they're not paying my bills. So now I would say if you have shops conveniently located that you're not wasting a whole load of diesel or petrol driving around to them, absolutely shop around and get the best value. But if, if your shops are very far apart and it doesn't make sense to be travelling here, there and yonder to go to those shops, stick with whichever one suits your family's needs best. Um, some shops don't suit my family's needs mm. because they, won't, they don't sell the things I need to buy. And so, sorry. And so it doesn't make sense for me to make special trips to those shops. Mm. Um so it depends. It depends on how many shops you have locally and if they're competitive. Um, like uh, like yesterday, I was doing the price price comparison on the detergents, and the prices varied wildly. Mm. And it was the one product; it was all the the same product, just different sizes, and the prices were vastly different from one shop to another. Yeah, it's. Um there's a science to it, there's a method to it, there's discipline required as well, and there are so many p- points you made there. What's your website? Remind me again. Frugal Mama Ireland. Frugal Mama Ireland. And there's lots of tips and advice on there, and lots of people interacting on it as well. And it's a good place to go. As you just mentioned, the detergent as one example, but there's lots more besides. Look, I'll, I'll come back to you again if you don't mind. You're really good uh, to, to give us your time today and, and, and try and help. But look, at the, the message is that if you're clever, if you do the list, check your cupboards, look at the reduced uh, aisle, uh, shop sensibly. Put the, I love that blinkered shopping. I do love that. That's a saying I've never heard before that you can live well, eat well and save. Absolutely. Anyone can do it. It's literally just determination and dedication not to not to get swayed by, you know, the shiny signs and mm. the bright lights and the, the pretty mm. aisles. <laughs> you are so right. You've sussed them out for sure. Chloe, you're great. Thank you for taking our call today. Frugal Mama Ireland, we'll be back to you. Thanks for having me. Not at all. You're very welcome. Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Plenty of food for thought. Forgive the pun there from uh, what Chloe has been talking to us about uh, the last while. And we've got to help each other as well. We've got to support each other and where the bargains are. Let us know. Things like that. Cooperation is the the order of the day. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Gotia. Yes, that's Gotia from a few years ago. Somebody that I used to know. And next Monday on Late Lunch, we want you to think about somebody, not that you used to know, that you know a long, long time. Because Louise, on Monday, the 14th of February, we are not doing Valentine's on Late Lunch. No, we're not. No. We're going to do something different. Different completely. We're not doing Valentine's at all this year on Late Lunch. So we've done everything that's to be (laughs) known and to do at Valentine's. What the hell else are we going to do? But Laura Louise has come up with a great idea because on Monday on Late Lunch, we're doing Pals in Time. Pals in Time. Pals in Time Day. Pals in Time Day on Late Lunch on Monday. What are we talking about? Tell them what we're talking about, what we're thinking of. Well, relationships can come and go. Yep. And when they break up, you generally turn to your best friend. So we're looking for people who have best friends through thick and thin. Years and years. Years and years and years. Years and years. You know, pals. And look, we're not talking about, we're not moving it to an age. You could be in your 20s, 30s and have a pal from you or a child. And you You don't have to see them every day. Sometimes best friends only see each other once a year. But they can pick up where they left off. Correct. We want to hear. the truest friends. Yes. And, And you're so right. I have people like that. 
that I mightn't see that often, but I'd regard them as, like yeah, good friends. And have you a pal? Have you a childhood pal that you've been friendly with all your life? A pal who's maybe moved away and you're still pals in the vein that Louise was talking about there. The and other they aspect... they through thick and thin. Yes. They didn't yes. have to give you a kidney or anything. No. But, you know, they no. were there for you. So tell us about your pals. We want to talk about you and your pals on Palsentine Day, on late lunch, on Monday the 14th of February. Tell us, you can get in touch with us now. You know what we're talking about. Have you someone you'd like to mention or say hello to on Monday uh, with us here on Late Lunch? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us now or call in an 041-983-2000. The other thing is, and I want to introduce this if I may. Will you let me please? Um, (laughs) Some of my best pals in life have been four-legged friends. You know that? My pal Messi. My Labrador. Is that all right to say that you have? Absolutely. And, and you know, he's my best pal because he's always delighted to see me. He'd lick the face of me if I'd let him. I, I, he loves when I feed him every day, take him for a walk. I'm not walking him enough at the moment. But you know what I mean? It's unconditional love from that fella to me. So Some people prefer their dogs than yeah. human beings. <laughs> and who'd blame them, to be honest with you, at times? Uh, look. You know what I'm talking about. Have you a pal? You know the way people love their dogs. And, yeah. you know, maybe... They or cats. W- or cats. Sorry, cats. I better or mention any cats. animal. God, uh, we won't be talking to Zuma anyway from West Ham on that front. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, have you a pet? A pet cat? A pet dog that you've had years as well or that you loved? And, you know, a pal. A pal in your life. A two-legged pal. A four-legged pal. Four-legged friend. A four-legged friend. You know what we're talking about. Pals in time day coming up on late lunch next Monday. We want to we hear want to from talk you. talk to you on air. Yes, yes. Tell us about your pal. We'll bring you and your pal on for a chat if you'd like to join us on the airwaves. Come on, you know you know what we're looking for on late lunch and you're great to us. You never, ever let us down when we make the call out. Pals in time day, Monday, late lunch. Have you something to say or tell us about a friendship that's lasted years and years? Anyway, we're heading to a short break and somebody's going to have lots of pals in me because somebody in the Royal County has won four points. Is it eight, seven minutes? What's a few uh, a few hundred thousand between friends? Yes, the lottery's been won in me, and we're talking about it next. If you have a lottery ticket with the numbers 3, 23, 27, 32, 35 and 37 on it. The bonus number, by the way, is 7. My lucky number. If you have that ticket in County Mead today, you are now thousand. €612 richer. They couldn't give it away for months on end and it's now been won for the second time in 2022. The National Lottery jackpot and Fran Werty, I'm sure, is thrilled to be joining me with the good news. Hey, Jerry, you you wait for a bus to come along and two come at once. It's brilliant news. (laughs) Well, 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 God Almighty, it just shows you that it is a game of chance. And all that time it was and won. I've mentioned it with you here a couple of times that that's really what it boils down to. Anyway, it is the Royal County. Can I ask you a couple of questions? I know some you can't answer. Can, Can you reveal yet where it was sold? Well, there is a reason why we delay revealing the store. I suppose that comes down to the protection of the winner. So you've probably seen we were up in Castlebar a couple of weeks ago and we purposely left it a couple of days. Mm. We don't want to be arriving on people's doorsteps. People in the locality might be winners and we'll be arriving down with RT news crews, Virgin mm-hmm. news crews. So we just give them a little bit of space. So we're expecting to announce the shop uh, in the next day or two. Now, what I can tell you is you yeah. were asking people to check their tickets I was on to Ronan Cooney. He's Drogheda's favourite son. He's our claims manager. He's the man who makes all the millionaires in, in Ireland. He's actually told me that uh, the winner has made contact ah. just at lunchtime. So they have made contact. Um, we verified the, the winning ticket on our machine here. So we've asked them to go away, sign the ticket and come back to us after, after they've got a little bit of advice in terms of legal, financials, all that sort of stuff get their head around it and we look forward to having them up in uh, Lotto HQ very soon. Fantastic. Well, may I say to that person or persons, whoever they are, I'm delighted for you and health aware, as they say, the old saying, may you enjoy your winnings, spend it wisely and do good with it. That's all I'll say to you today, whoever you are. So the contact has been made. You have the news there. We have our winner. You mentioned the ticket and the signing of it, which is so important. Where should, you know, if I had that ticket, what do you do with it? I think I'd just jump in a taxi and go straight to the lottery offices there. I'd be afraid of me life. What should you do if you have a ticket like that? Where should you put it? 
a lot of people are like you and me, Jerry. We'd be straight up to Dublin and outside Lotto HQ banging the doors down. But I think it's really important that people are just calm, take the time when you have a win of this size because it really is life-changing. So we always ask our players to take a couple of days just to get your head around it and not make any rash decisions in terms of any mad spending sprees or anything mm. like that. But the, the most important thing is when you call us up, you give us the uh, special code that's at the very bottom of the ticket. Once you give us that, that's the most important thing. But we do say to keep the ticket as well in a safe place and obviously take pictures of the ticket as well, just in case. People put their tickets in in the most the strangest of places, you know, the hide them in Bibles, they hide them in shoes, uh, in bras, everything. <laughs> just, so, just so people won't... Uh, won't find them, you know. So yeah. you hear some incredible stories of where people do put them. Yeah, and and have you ever had an instance uh, of where you know somebody believes they have a ticket and they've mislaid it or something has happened? Do you get these stories? Look, we we could write a book on some of the stories. We've we had a, a lad who won a million quid up in Donegal. He was halfway down to us, and he realised that he that he didn't have the ticket with him. <sighs> And he was actually in a limo at the time, so the limo had to turn around on some small Donegal road and go back for the tickets. <laughs> you have people who hide the tickets so well, and they might be coming up to us in a week's time. They, they literally forget where they put oh, the ticket. So it's it's look, you you hear all sorts in there. It's 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 really good. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure with it. There's no doubt, and that little piece of paper signed and kept safely is the key to picking up the winnings because it goes without saying if you ain't got it you can cry and it's no use crying over spilt milk if you don't have that ticket you can't uh, collect the winnings it's a huge sum isn't it you have to say like I know the the huge one that ran on for months and the cap came on it Fran but like almost you know, just over four and a half million euros it's ginormous isn't it and to deal with that for a person is you know like there's a lot of support needed here yeah, so we, we do offer guidance as well. So I suppose the main important thing is that this winner is going to take some time. We don't know if it's a single winner or a syndicate yet. So they literally just called in with the, the code and we've confirmed it as a winner. So when they come forward, it could be a syndicate. It might be split a number of ways. Obviously, it'll be a little bit smaller then if, if the individuals are taken into account. But we give a lot of guidance. So we, we'd be very confident that when they're heading out of there, They'll know exactly, they'll have a plan in their head what they want to do. Um, I, you probably have seen that the 19 million winners from Castlebar have collected their money as well. So they had a plan in place yes. for exactly how they wanted to spend their money. You know, they were going to pay off a lot of bills, mortgages, look after family members and look after charities as well. So everybody will have different plans. And we're just going to make sure that when they're collecting their cheque and when they're walking out the door of a lot of HQ, that they will know exactly what to do with it and do it very sensibly as well. Oh, that's great to hear and reassuring indeed. So it all begins again this Saturday. What do you start at in the new jackpot? We started two million. Um, you know, it's mad. We we rolled for six, seven months before, and we had a winner on Wednesday night, and we could go again on Saturday. Another winner, we'd love that. Oh, listen, and it's a fantastic amount of money as well. Two million euro, my God, Almighty! Did you hear about me scratch card win? I heard about that. Louise was on to me. How much did you win? Was it 200 quid? I couldn't believe it. We got the, you know, the five euro with the three games on it uh, yeah. card and... Uh, Jeez, I couldn't believe it. One in each of the games, I think it was a ten or a tenner. But at the bottom, I couldn't believe it, Fran, when the numbers were 2 and 19 and every sum of money to the right had 2 and 19. So I picked up €100 euro on the card. Never did it in me life. God, it was like winning that, that lotto today. I was that happy, Fran. So you're going public with the win. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going public. <laughs> I went public with me win. I am indeed. I'm going public with me win. That is for sure. Anyway, you're a real good guy. Thank you for giving us your time today. And again, I say to that winner, congratulations. Do you know the best part about the win is that we have recently opened up uh, the Lotto HQ to winners again. So for the previous yes. two years, everything was done remotely. Uh, yeah. So we didn't see winners. So we're finally getting to see winners and popping champagne in person again. So we're, it, we're loving it. Isn't it terrific? Well, now we're letting you 
go now, but following you is a man that's going to advise the winner. The money doctor, John Lowe, is joining me next, and he's going to give advice about what to do with 4.687 million euros. Fran, thank you so much indeed. Thank you for joining me. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Yes, the money doctor is on his way shortly to talk about that sum. Back to your shopping and uh, the realities of day-to-day living. Jerry, just to let you know, a pack of, for example, uh, 16 toilet rolls in Dundalk or Drogheda, uh, Maidenmead, 7 euro in two major stores, yet besides one of them in Dundalk, a discount retailer, the same product is 4 euro. Thank you, Brendan. And that's uh, the savings that you can make. Mairead has been on to us as well this afternoon and she says, if you run your house like a business, you'll survive. You need to budget. You need to pay your uh, utility bills, as I do on a weekly basis, uh, cut out the coffees uh, and the treats and, you know, at the end of the day, it can be done. Education from a young age. Love your show. Thanks indeed, Mairead, for that message. The money doctor standing by. He's going to tell us what he'd do or what you should do with that big lottery win. Stay with us. Pals in time on late lunch on Monday instead of Valentine's and a little message from somebody I think we know to say Jerry and Louise. Remember, you even have pals in the North Pole. We do indeed. Now, 4.687 million and 612 euro, which I'd be glad of the 612 myself, is the amount of money somebody has a ticket for in County me today and they've made contact with the lottery as you heard and there's only one man to chat to about that amount of money what would we do with it what should we do john Lowe, the money doctor good afternoon good afternoon jerry always a pleasure to talk to you and yes that's a really nice sum of money for some person um made of him what should we do um you, you really uh, what i would do with with that kind of money is put it into three categories number one is your own needs first that's the first thing you're going to look at how's your home do you want to get a little small holiday home somewhere how's your transport um do any of your families uh, or your family or friends are they in dire straits that they might need a leg up or a little bit of help uh, and then obviously a holiday yourself uh, to celebrate the fact that you've won this amount of money so that's your own needs taken mm. care of you, you might, might decide to stay where you're living you might decide to upgrade it or whatever but you've got enough money there to, to actually do what you like the second part then is the investment side and I categorize this then into two categories of safe and gross the safe is the safe thing, Jerry. I mean, there's no um, basically interest available on deposit accounts in Ireland. The best demand rate is 0.01%. The very, very best deposit investment uh, kind of product is the NTMA's National Solidarity Bond. It's a 10-year bond. You get 10% into your fist at the end of 10 years, and it's equivalent to a gross rate of 1.43% each year. Mm. But it's safe, yes. and it's extremely safe because the government backed. Mm. So if you used up your allocation, and say this was a couple, so they, they could get a quarter of a million each in prize bonds, they can get 120,000 each in um, uh, you know, national savings certificates, yep. national savings bonds, and the national solidarity bond. That's six of those, plus the two, half a million. That's 1.22 million safe. If anything happens in uh, in the world, the, the Irish government have have absolutely guaranteed that 1.22 yes. million. So that's the first thing. The second part then would be the growth. So you can now, because you've got 1.22 stored away, you can yep. now afford to go for a little bit of growth. And that is not necessarily, you know, putting it into the stock market. You could be into art. You could, you want to set up your own business. You could decide that you, you want to go and, and get into rock and roll memorabilia. You want to buy classic cars. You want to do all sorts of things. But if you did want to go into the stock market, and the best of them, in, in, in my view, would be managed funds because they have a safety net in terms of you've got cash funds and you've got government bond funds if things go pear-shaped in, in, the, in the stock market, which they have been doing over the last month with Ukraine and mm. all sorts of things going on. So, I mean, what you would do essentially is uh, diversify even within that. I'm a great believer in managed funds. Um, some of them are, uh, uh, and all of the insurance companies deal with managed funds. And they deal with it in an order of risk category. So you have, say, on a, on a scale of one to seven, where seven is risky, one is cautious, you'd be somewhere like four or five uh, to, to kind of go in there. And you, you're, you're talking about Irish Life with their maps, um, Zurich with their Prisma funds, 
um, a standard life with their myfolio active and those w- would be for me the kind of top two you've also got New Ireland you've also got um, Aviva and uh, kind of Royal London uh, those kind of companies they deal with those managed funds and it would be certainly I would nearly put maybe upwards of uh, maybe 750,000 each in each of those funds. Okay, and um, John, is there a max on those that you are? Is there any no, limit? No, no max. You could put the whole lot, but I, again, I, I would diversify within yes. that. Um, the final thing, Jerry, is then charity. There's a huge number of charities out there who who really are hard up. They need money, they need help and support. And if you were that way inclined to help, and no charity begins at home, um, but if, if you, yes. you were sorted and you had everything you wanted and you wanted to put a few bob in then there's plenty of your, your favourite charity whatever that is mm. should be looked at there's a good spread there John you you know as you say d- d- deal with today and do what you need to do there and look after yeah. and would you pay off the tracker <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it would depend, you know, if I was going to move. I mean, if you're living in a, a, a three-bedroom terraced house in, in the middle of Drogheda, mm. you might be tempted to go out and get that nice detached house out a little bit yes. out of the country. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, you'd be paying off your tracker anyway, Jerry. Yeah, so, you'd, John, you're de- give me a definitive there. If you have 4.87 or whatever it is, 4.687 million, yeah. you'll pay off that tracker. That's, uh, because you're, that's the only time. That's the only time. You've got enough yeah. money there. <laughs> I, I said I'm, I've been dying to come back to you on that someday where you actually would say to me that I would pay off the tracker and today is the day I'm so thrilled about that actually there is nothing like having a mortgage free home mm. I have to say I'm, yeah. I'm one of the fortunate ones as well who has that um, but it, it, it is uh, but I, I you know paid off my tracker <laughs> <laughs> and, and John when you think about you know and I'm, I'm sure without prying with you or that uh, you have experience over your lifetime when somebody finds themselves with that ticket today I said it to Fran Wirty on the lottery earlier on he was yeah. on just before you there and he says they do help people and they advise and etc yes. but by God John when, when you it dawns on you that I've won it it's something else it must be it, it absolutely is I have dealt with some lot of yes. winners and it's incredible I think the first thing they should do is tell nobody and the second thing they should do is sit on it for at least a couple of weeks maybe even a month some, some even sit on it maybe uh, even though they, they, they've got the money and they just they don't do anything with it mm. let it lie in the bank although uh, one interesting thing is going to be int- uh, well this is a, a, a huge lump sum but under the deposit uh, protection scheme yes you're allowed 100,000 per person right yeah. when you win a, a, an amount like this um, whatever bank you, you put that in and of course they have to accept it um, you are allowed six months you're allowed six months grace, whereby if that bank goes wallop, you're covered. Right. You're covered. So the only thing is that after six months, you're not. So mm. you need to get your act together within the six months. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's it's something you say there. You know, it, I always think this, and I've said this many times on the show, that if I won that amount, I'd do exactly, I'd follow your advice, is brilliant there. But I'd also make it work to help people, John. And that's one thing there, I think you uh, alluded to business. Mm. Seed funding for ideas or people, you know, go... That's a good area as well and can make a great return. Absolutely. I mean, you could become your own dragon's den. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, or, yeah. or, or say you're fired. <laughs> One Mr. or the other. He's on tonight, the programs. Apprentice. He's on tonight, Mister Sugar, and he'll be firing somebody tonight for sure. But but seriously, there's a lot of good can come from a windfall like this. Yes, isn't it can. Yeah. And and the thing about it is 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 not go crazy either. You know, uh, some people, you know, uh, uh, and and like four point six eight seven million, by the way, mm. um, is not actually. A whole heap by the way when you when you boil it down you can see there you know you, if you take up your allocation for both of you uh, in the NTMA that's 1.22 million mm. so you know it, it goes very quickly and if you decide to go and buy that 2 million property in Fox Rock and, and come down from your 
your your mid terrace house and drive it. Then you know that's another couple of million gone. No, you'll be only inveigling me then to join with you in those videos and those songs that you post and all that type of stuff. And I'd never get to work. You'd have me out in the golf course night there tomorrow. And wouldn't I just hate that? Wouldn't it just be a killer altogether? Anyway, John, it's a it's a pleasant day for whoever that person it or is, persons it are. Is. And I wish them well, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. If they do want to contact me, I would be delighted. <laughs> the money doctor, the money doctors. He's always there, and I, I'll tell you the first thing they should do with the four million six hundred eighty-seven thousand six hundred twelve euro is buy that yellow book, the money doctor's annual. <laughs> buy that book. We're actually, on an inheritance <laughs> level, Jerry. Just not finally. Yeah. Um, they, that person or those per- people can give their children, if they have children, three hundred thirty-five thousand each, without having to die. That's their inheritance level. Right. And if they have nephews, nieces, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, grandchildren, they can give them thirty-two thousand five hundred each. And then they can give everybody else, including you and me, 16,250 euros <laughs> John, each. <laughs> John, wishful thinking. We'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much for taking the call. No, it's all pleasure. Take care yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. John Lowe, the money doctor. Fantastic guy. After three, the sound of music and the Carlingford Ghostbust. Now my soundtrack this week comes from the musical and movie The Sound of Music. An all-time classic, of course. And just to let you in on a few more little bits and pieces about it. The movie is set in Austria, but I mentioned yesterday it didn't go down well everywhere. It certainly didn't go down well in Austria. It was virtually ignored. Listen to this. It only ran for three days in the cinemas when it was released. Three days. Locals were of the view that it wasn't authentic. However, subsequently, a Sound of Music guided tour uh, was opened in Salzburg, which takes tourists to the various locations around Salzburg and in the region where the movie was shot. And listen to this. It attracts uh, in excess of 300,000 tourists annually, more than those that visit the home of Austria's most famous son, Mozart, the composer. There you go. Um, The Sound of Music was the first movie released on magnetic video in 1977. No, it was... It, it, it was released on magnetic video, should I say, in 1977. But because of the length of the movie, which I told yes, it was almost three hours, they couldn't put it on a single tape. But there were two tapes, yeah. But eventually, yes, they crammed it onto the single tape before it came out on DVD on the 29th of August 2000 to commemorate the 35th anniversary of the movie's original release. And in 2015, a 50th anniversary edition appeared, a five-disc set featuring the movie, 13 hours of bonus features never seen before, and a new documentary featuring the wonderful Julie Andrews and her return to Salzburg. Which brings me nicely to today's song, a classic from the ageless and timeless Miss Andrews. Wonderful Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music and The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Music. Beautiful, beautiful. She's 86 years young and looking well in it, I have to say as well, Julie Andrews from the classic movie Sound of Music, uh, which I'm featuring this week on the show. And we'll conclude uh, more the uh, week of Sound of Music on uh, Late Lunch tomorrow round about this time. Now, final break of the day on the way and afterwards we're heading to Carlingford. Yes, the ghost bus in Carlingford. What's it all about? Find out with us next. If you're down Carlingford Way, who are you going to call ghost buses? What's this all about? To tell me more, Adele O'Regan is on the line. Hello, Adele. Hi, how are you getting on? I'm grand. What's this about a ghost bus in uh, Carlingford? Well, why can I tell you? It's um, the best thing to happen in Carlingford for a while. Let's say that. The best haunted thing. <laughs> and so basically, it's a ghost bus tour and that will take you around the Cooley Peninsula uh, telling you all the wonderful haunted histories of the lovely peninsula itself um, and on Carlingford. Um, it's a completely immersive tour. Um, so you meet at King John's Castle and there you'll be greeted by a lovely character, Theobald Fitzwalter. Uh, he is the Earl of Carlingford. So basically you'd meet at King John's Castle. Uh, he would take you on the haunted history around the castle. Then you'd be greeted by the bus. And then you have absolutely no idea where you're going. Mm. 
totally scary, totally freaky. You were brought out along the peninsula and stopped off at a couple of different locations. Um, and there you'd be told the full history of the area. Um, and then just to calm your nerves, we'll stop off for maybe a pint or a soft drink in Lily Finnegan's. Um, there after that now we'll be brought back into town. Um, and then we say goodbye at the lovely Tossel into Carnford Village. And away you go on your uh, merry way at that stage. Shook up, but uh, educated in the history of the spooks of the Cooley Peninsula and Carlingford. Tell me this, is this a nighttime treat? Well, this is going to run every Friday and Saturday night. Um, two tours at night. It'll be five to seven and seven to nine. Um, we will have the possibility as well of doing private tours. So if people have a group of friends or family and they'd like to book out the bus, we'll have no problem of providing private tours around the peninsula also. Um, but our public tours would be five to seven and seven to nine every Friday and Saturday night. There you go. So the uh, the light will be fading, especially at this time of year. When are you starting? March time, is it the plan? Yeah. Yeah. So the official launch will be the fourth and the fifth of March, and um, so that will be our official launch. You'll see us up there. Putting around the roads, you know, <laughs> in our lovely ghost bus. <laughs> so listen, a few things uh, intrigue me here. Obviously, your accent says you're not from uh, North Loud. What's your um, connection with the Carlingford area? Well, no, I'm actually from Dublin. Yes. Um, but a wonderful 12 years ago now, um, I started working in the Adventure Centre up there. Right. And I fell in love with Carniford. <sighs> Absolutely fell in love with Carniford. Um, I remember my first day there. I said, I'll be back in a little while. They were like, we'll see you in five minutes. And uh, sure, I explored the town, fell in love with it. And then I led myself out into the peninsula. And it's absolutely amazing. Mm. So with the tour itself, that's why I'd like to bring some business from Carnaford Village out into the peninsula itself. You know, spread the love, show yeah. people what it has to offer, you know. So that was the dream. And um, so I'm back and forth Carnaford on and off for the past 12 years. And um, hopefully one day, maybe settle down there. That's the plan anyway. <laughs> good on you. Well, look at you're doing real good. You really are. Now the boss, there's two aspects to the Tell me about the bus. The bus itself um, holds 26 people. Um, so the the character will meet you, will take you down onto the bus. All of the windows are completely darked out. So when you get on, you know, there's smoke, there's mirrors, there's like a couple of things that you wouldn't be expecting along the bus um, and on the tour. So you really don't have an idea of where you're going until you get there. Okay, so the bus yeah. is a big part of this and it buys into the experience or is an integral part of it. And the ghosts, I'm familiar with St. John's Castle as well and we've spoken in the past about the spooks that uh, inhabit it as well. It's furtive ground, the peninsula and Carlingford for these uh, people from another world. Oh, well, there's many, many ghosts in Carnford and the Cooley Peninsula, I'm sure you're all aware. But uh, there's a wonderful story at King John's Castle, as you're aware, it was built by Hughes Lacey in 1190. Um, there is a ghost believed to be there called the White Knight, and he was actually from Whitestown. And uh, Now, he fell in love with Hugh Lacey's daughter. Now, this is a complete story about love and tragedy, but if you actually want to finish off the story, you'd have to come on the tour, you see. <laughs> I see. I'll be giving it all away. Oh, <laughs> you can't. That's your USP, your selling point. You have to hold on to that. How do people find out more about this and how to uh, arrange to go on the tour? Well, you can pop onto our website, um, which is karenforghostbus.ie. Um, you can book a time slot there. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. and um, Just follow the link of Karen for Ghost Bus. Yeah, will you, you will you be capitalising on a lot of hens and stags head for Carlingford? Are you looking for business in that area? It's a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, yeah, so there's been an awful lot of interest on families and um, family groups. Okay, as so well. Yeah. Groups. yeah, so it's open to all ages, as long as you're happy to bring your child on the bus. It is family friendly. You know, it's not too wild or anything like that, but it would be open to hen stags, families, friends, you name it. We're open for all aspects of business. Good on you. Well done. Uh, I wish you well with it. Beginning on the 4th and 5th of March. And... Yeah. Uh, you're going to be spooked for sure. Take care. Thank Very you for joining me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Adele O'Regan there telling us about the Carlingford Ghost Bus to finish late lunch this Thursday afternoon. Now, coming up on tomorrow's show, Patrick Riley has been a guest of ours through the pandemic in Sweden, an outlier when it came to COVID. Things have changed rapidly there. He's joining us tomorrow for a final update on that. David Sheehan looks ahead to the weekend in sport. We have your comedy on Friday, a classic and a usual competition. Can you identify the TV 
theme from a TV ad or a show that's coming up on Late Lunch tomorrow and more besides. But we're leaving you today with the woman who won three Brit Awards, no matter what I say about her. She is fantastic. Adele, yes, and Easy On Me, coming your way to conclude Late Lunch today. Take care. Eddie's on the way next. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday's final show of the week. Here's Adele. There ain't no gold in this river that I've been washing my hands in forever. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota and Dawkin Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.